Dun-dun. Welcome to f- f- Fleece and Fruit. <laughs> fleece and Fruit. I was about to say oh. Fruit and Fleece. Welcome to Fruit and Fleece <laughs> and Fruit. <laughs> I'm this, Mel. I'm, I'm Dave, and uh, it is Merry Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Oh, and is. I feel like we should just say, so last week, the reason we didn't do anything last week we didn't think you deserved an episode last week, if we're being honest. No, um, I had a, a family emergency, and so I had to do that. So we weren't able to do it, but we're back this week, and so we're, we're just going to kind of pick up where yeah. we left off. We're going to try. Yeah. We have some big shoes to fill two weeks ago, us. Yeah. I don't remember what happened two weeks ago. But I don't know. But, but it was probably awesome. I left off saying that we would talk about the love of Christ. So definitely big shoes to fill, for sure. Yeah. Don't remember what... Well, it's perfect because it's Christmas Eve. So yeah. it's a great time to talk about the love of Christ. Speaking of Christmas Eve. Okay. Right. All right. So so the love of, of the Lord has many facets and it can be approached from many angles. It is simple. And when you really study it, it's also quite complex and is far-reaching. I just watched the Chronicles of Narnia this morning with my son, and um, so there were some correlations between Aslan and Jesus that you know that we know of. And there came a point when Aslan was faced with a choice, and so my set my son said, "What is Jesus going to do?" Because at that point he had already seen the correlations between Aslan and Christ, and so <laughs> he just automatically said, "Well." What's Jesus going to do instead of saying Aslan? And um, so what, we, what was happening in the movie and what we know to be true of Christ's sacrifice and the resurrection is that there is this all-encompassing revelation of the vibrant love of Jesus. And so I hadn't watched that movie in 15 years, and it was such a wonderful reminder for this season that we are in. It was his love that he was willing to be beaten and whipped. He, his love, because of his love, he was willing to allow himself to be hung on the cross. And he was willing to go to the waiting place after he died. So the waiting place, you know, we, we call that Hades or Sheol, if you study Judaism, um, which is separate from what we think of as hell and the lake of fire. So he was, it was his love. He was willing to go to Sheol, to, to the pit. And um, we're going to get to that another time. And setting the captives free from that waiting place and then raising himself from the dead. And so that, that great expansive of love is what we are supposed to replicate. And so we're, we're constantly on this journey trying to embody that love. And, um, you know, we, we all know someone and we can all recognize someone in our lives. Think of them. Yes. Okay. You got them in your mind. <laughs> Usually we don't have to think hard of the people that we don't get along with in life, you know? And so it's, it's harder to love that person sometimes. So ask the Lord to show you his love for them. And part of being able to extend his love to others is recognizing just how much he loves you. So to have breakthrough with this other person in your mind, you have to have breakthrough in your own relationship with Christ, knowing how much he loves you. And there is a softness to him. It's a very tender, the way that he he guides us, right? Uh, the, the Bible says that Holy Spirit will 
take you degree by degree from glory to glory. And so as he's guiding us degree by degree, it's it's a very gentle way. It's a very tender way. And he's never abrasive. He's never harsh. He never forces anyone to change. People change because they become aware of the expanse and the greatness of his love for them. And that's how gentle he is. Which brings us to the next topic in the Fruit of the Spirit series, gentleness. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, thanks for that great study. Oh, thank you for thanking me. I specifically like the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, no, I I hadn't seen it in a really long time. And then, so now I want my son to watch all the classics. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, Chronicles of Narnia is totally a Christmas movie. No, dude, I'm totally with you. I did, um, I did, uh, what is it? The Muppets Christmas Carol with Mm -hmm. Eli the other day. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah. It's really Did he like it? Yeah, he liked it. Yeah. Of course. It's a great movie. Mine is is kind of resistant to watching the classics. Like I mm-hmm. I like my favorite is um the baby New Year one. Do you remember that? the claymation from like the thirties or forties? Super familiar. It, uh, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Oh, yeah. Yes. With the baby oh with gosh, the big yeah. ears, he's baby New Year. Yeah, oh that's my, my like all time favorite Christmas movie. Really? And I really enjoy it. And he won't sit still and just the whole thing, yeah. watch it with me. And it's... It's not flashy enough. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. It, you know, he watched Charlie Brown Christmas, so... He's like, look at all these terrible film practices. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't do this. So he's, you know, I got him to watch <laughs> Elf and... Oh, Elf is great. Yeah. He, he I'd, I'd say too, that's probably my current favorite. He wasn't too crazy about Christmas it, but... Christmas Really? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's well. So I mean, good. it's Will Ferrell, and he's yeah, he's just good. He, you know, so comedy great, is his uh, thing. Little quotes and everything. It's just it's just really good. Yeah. All right. So the news. Yes. Well, I don't know. I'm starting to think news is not like the best. <laughs> news is not the best. I mean, category for this. I mean, there are there is some news. Okay. Um. I think yes. This is we could we could call it something else. We could call it developments in the world. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> That's what oh a ringtone for it. We're gonna just record like a million different little jingles of you, just saying random stuff. I have a thousand, so that's the limit. A thousand, not a million. <laughs> a thousand? I only have a thousand oh, jingles. Okay. That might not be enough to pick from, though. Okay, so listen. <laughs> yes. All right. So this first one. Thing, article mm-hmm. that I saw and I thought was kind of cool, actually really cool. Um, it is based on it, it's a report that just came out and is a report about giving. Mm. Which I was like, okay, that's kind of that's Christ- apt for that's, the Christmas yeah, for sure. So what it says is it's actually so it's a scientific report, research report that they did to kind of there's numbers here that show like the different percentages of people like that are christians or at least proclaimed christians Mm -hmm. that give and what they give um so it says here which is good it looks like it's a good number it says uh they found that 74 percent of evangelicals gave to their church at some point during the last year which that's good yeah that's a good thing um it said they had 19 who gave nothing 19 Mm percent uh which is kind of interesting it says so one out of every five evangelicals simply is not a giver uh, at least not in the last 12 months because this was 
all done for this last year, right? Oh, so through COVID? So, yeah. So I guess, so that's kind of interesting that there are those that just aren't giving. Before it, before COVID, it was probably... It probably was, higher, you think? I, I think it would have been one in 10 that wasn't a giver. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think that there's been maybe a lot less opportunity. Mm-hmm. So for some people, maybe it's just, you know, you're really busy. You just don't have a chance to even do anything. Mm-hmm. So it may not be like, oh, I don't want to give. It just could have been, yeah. well, I never had that chance to do it anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? So I would think that's probably also, right. if they're not actually, you know, going to church, whether in person or online, then it's right. kind of just like, maybe they're even thinking about it, like, oh, yeah. I need to do this, but it's just, it just doesn't see, happen. I read through this because I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I was curious to see if they specifically broke it down like online versus mm. like, you know, whatever they call it, physical yeah. church. And they did not, unfortunately, because I would have liked to see what the difference there was as far as, yeah. you know. I, w- I wonder what that percentage would look like. Because, well, they did do one as far so this was interesting to me. It says uh, 86% of those who attend a church at least once a month, uh, and, but it says in person or online, gave compared to 42% who attended less than once a month. So if you attend church less than once a month, it looks like, I mean, 60, almost 60% of them didn't give anything. Yeah. Right. Which kind of makes sense because you're more disconnected. Yeah. Right. So you're not. What I like to think though is, and this, I don't go by this every time. Sometimes, you know, I don't want to give because I'm worried about my finances, but then, you know, I'm reminded, you know, I heard this saying once, feed the spirit and you will be fed. So that can be taken into like many different contexts. But so then I I think about how that person that stood up there, they really poured into me and I want to support them, you know? And so whether it's a special guest or it's, you know, just the pastor of the church. um, So I'll I'll tithe for that, even if it's um, not so much in my finances because my faith Right. Reaches farther than the reality that I'm living in, you know? Yeah, for sure. I actually, <laughs> so this is actually a pretty cool little number here. It says, um, it's kind of, it's interesting that they did this. So it says, for those who read the Bible each week, giving was 400% higher than those who rarely or never opened the book. Wow. That's insane. I mean, that kind of goes to, to show you the importance of... Yeah. You know, I guess, I mean, you think about it, it just puts people in a different mindset, right? Like when you study the Bible. I mean, I think that tracks with Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. Yeah. So if they are constantly getting in the word, you know, talking with God in prayer, things like that. Oh, yeah. At least. I mean, you have to be in a different headspace. Like it, it, yeah. it helps it, even if it's marginal, like it helps, you yeah. know, just to do that. I mean, if you do it once a week, heck yeah. Yeah. You can make a big change from just never doing it, you know? Um, I thought that was cool. There is, um, I was trying to, yeah, there's not a lot because I wish I could get to more detail, but it's not available to me because there was more information about like, so I guess some people gave more to the church. Mm -hmm. Um, others gave more to like charities, public charities, right? Okay. You know, outside of the church. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but they don't. They don't really go into like the percentages there, so I'm not really sure what that is. They do say that 
It says, according to the study, on average, an evangelical gave uh, over two thousand, so twenty five hundred dollars every year or over the past year. So each one yeah. of them. So on average, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're saying that's not quite. I think the average is below eight percent of estimated income for everyone. Okay. Um. So, but I mean, that's pretty. That's not bad. That's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is they didn't really compare this to people that don't go to church at all or don't even claim to be evangelicals. So I'm kind of curious about that, too. Um, but they, I guess the study didn't focus on that. It just didn't have that. Yeah, I think that I think that would broadness. be interesting in, in like regards to, you know, people that, you know, either they don't call themselves Christians or they don't go to church or where right. they do put their money when they are giving. Um, maybe it's to, you know, you know, uh, somebody that they just know, a family friend, they just know that times are tight and so they give money or, or it is to charity. I do right. wonder what that percentage would look like. Yeah, no, me too. It's a shame they didn't do that, but maybe next year. Maybe they'll open it up. <laughs> All right, so uh, into my next one here. Uh, I thought it would be uh, pretty cool to, you know, in the, the spirit of Christmas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. since it is Christmas Eve, um, to visit the story of saint nick ah um, I, I, good old saint nick it popped up you know on my on my feed and i was like oh this is cool and i started reading i was like man yeah. this is actually really interesting so i thought i'd I'd read a little bit of it yeah and give just kind of like a general idea of, Educate of what happened. Us. yeah so all right so it says here uh saint nicholas um let's see he was born in 280 a.d right so that's a so little while ago jesus had died yes. about 280 250 <laughs> I guess, yeah you're right 250 yeah. years prior um so i mean yeah so i mean he's he's you know he was pretty close right he was pretty close to there um so it says here uh his parents died during a uh, during a plague okay wait um, let me clarify yes saint nicholas jesus obviously lives but when his physical body died, I was just thinking. Oh, if, okay. If anybody yeah. was like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! I remember when he died, and that was it. <laughs> I don't wait. Why are we doing this? Part? I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Oh my gosh! Merry Christmas. Um, Continue. So, um, so all right. So it says his parents died during a plague, um, mm. and he was left with a huge inheritance. Uh, it says instead oh. of spending it on himself, he fed the hungry, clothed the naked, and helped those in debt to moneylenders. And what country was this? Does so it say? Uh, this was in Turkey. It oh, was in wow. uh, well, I don't know what it's called then, but it, it says Myra, Turkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a long time ago. So, so probably <laughs> just the middle, somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were still under. I, I believe Roman rule, like all this area was under Roman rule. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, because at the time, his him being a Christian was pretty, pretty dangerous actually, and and oh, he was really? persecuted most of his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It says. Um, okay, so maybe so, it was Turkey. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and I mean, well, right. modern day Turkey. Yeah, modern day. The I same area. I think that's what they were kind of getting at. It's like modern day Turkey. Um, but it says here, I thought this was cool. So one of his acts of kindness gave us our tradition of hanging Christmas stockings. Uh, it says, legend has it that a father was about to be forced to marry off his daughters to pay his debts. Uh, Nicholas, knowing the man couldn't pay the debts himself, crept into the house while everyone was asleep and left three bags of gold. 
Uh, it says one is said to have fallen into a stocking drying by the fireplace. Uh, it says uh, he was so generous with his wealth, he lived the life of a pauper and at times had nowhere to sleep except for the house of God. Um, it says seeing how much he sacrificed for others, the church elected him bishop over the region. Um, when you say the church. Yeah, I mean, it would be the Catholic church, I guess. Roman. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's kind of, so this is kind of, I think this was before. So that was the next thing I was going to get to because it's kind of cool. He was actually on the Council of Nicaea. Okay. Um, which is what created the Nicene Creed. And, and so like it, they kind of created the church. Okay. At that time. Um, yeah, no, and then didn't Constantinople come in and... Constantine. Whatever. Close. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, it talks about... It talks about... Um, didn't he come in and kind of finalize the, well, the formation of the church? Right. The Catholic so church? So, it says here, so St. Nick, uh, he was in <laughs> I prison. I can't get over that. <laughs> um, and it says he was... Oh, it was Emperor Dio. Theocletian, I guess is how you say it. That was the old emperor, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it says he was in prison under his rule because obviously he hated all Christians. Um, and it says uh, when Constantine... Uh, so this all happened while Constantine was fighting for control over the region. Mm -hmm. um, it says he had his famous uh, vision of the Cairo symbol. Mm -hmm. uh, it says Constantine won the day. Christian persecution ended. Nicholas was free. So that's when, so after his release, Nicholas resumed his position, was considered one of the top Christian leaders in the empire. Uh, he was part of the, Ni the Council of Nicaea, which is cool. Um, and it says, see, the interesting thing is it says, as an outspoken follower of Christ, he still continued to face death threats for the rest of his life, but he never stepped away from his faith. So, I mean, it really wasn't an easy time for them. Sounds like, even a, though, like he was a Paul. Yeah, because, I mean, even though Constantine kind of made it legal, mm -hmm. in a sense, I guess. There were still people that didn't abide oh, yeah. by the law. and For the most part. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that. They just they weren't Christians, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is when Christianity was in its youth, right? So they were still spreading the word to everyone. So, yeah, so there was still a lot of, of battle ahead for him. But um, so it says here... Um, so there's some more cool little tidbits about how we got some different traditions that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, it says, I want to go back to the gold in the stocking. If yeah. that is what I should be expecting. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you should probably every everybody listening. Apparently, we're supposed to be getting gold, gold in our stocking. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna leave you guys with that tidbit. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. So it says here he died December sixth, December sixth, if I can talk, uh, three forty three, which is hilarious because it's like three numbers. But that was the year he died. What 343. was the year the Bible was canonized? Um, gosh, that was in the early three hundreds. I'm throw random questions. I'm like, I don't have the internet available to me that I could just look that up in a matter of seconds. And Didn't answer you get you. a seminary school? No, maybe. All right. <laughs> so anyway. So, all right, so he died on December 6th, right? But, so the interesting thing is here, um, people, I guess after his death, like on the anniversary of his death, they actually used that as like the reason to start giving, which is kind of oh. cool. So the town, like where he, yeah. you know, spent most of his life, like on his death, what they the would name give of the town? gifts. does it say? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, I think it was that Myra Turkey. Oh, okay. I think, Myra, I think, I think okay. that's where he was. 
Um, I, I thought it was like a, you know how no, sometimes countries change names. Right. I mean, it may have. Like how. That could just be the current name. I have no idea. Okay. Um, but so it says that that was the deal. It says the act of giving gifts on the anniversary of his early December death became the most popular and eventually moved to December 25th, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we celebrate Christmas. So that, that, that whole thing, why we give gifts was yeah. because of him starting that tradition yeah. of giving gifts on, you know, during this time. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that it said that I thought this was interesting, it says, uh, in Nicholas's day, people believed that angels wrote names down in the book of life, right? We've all yeah. heard that. Well, it says that transi- transitioned into elves keeping a record of the naughty and nice. So that was oh. like one of the, the ways, you know, that whole thing draws from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says here around the world, uh, many different images of Father Christmas from Père Noël in France to German gift giver Sinterklaas, mm. hmm, who uh, rides a donkey. <laughs> Uh, it says countries such as Norway and Sweden uh, didn't have many horses or donkeys. So for them, Nicholas got around riding a reindeer. So that's where we get that from. Uh, it says the eight tiny reindeer we've all heard about. Uh, well, that was Clement Moore's creation in his 1823 poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. So wow. that whole thing and, comes and what, from there. And what country is, is this dude from? Who's that? Clement, Clement Morris. I, Clement Moore? I'm not sure. I'm just, what I'm seeing here is a, a, how multiple countries and cultures have their own little variations. And so right. our modern day Christmas is a conglomerate of many things taken from um, biblical well, principles. He is an American poet. So Somewhere he was in born in New York. Yeah. Well, he was born in New York. So Rudolph is an American. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's not really surprising. Rudolph I mean, he could be like Canadian because, you know, right, the border well, is so close Well, I guess you're right. It is there. New York. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So close. He, he's, he's definitely he's North American cold, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, it's pretty interesting. And there's something here I, I don't quite really understand. It says, just like the belief that Jesus and the saints will return to earth from a celestial city, it says the New Jerusalem became St. Nicholas's home and workshop at the North Pole. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> so I guess like that's one of the things they kind of that's tied into process. it again. Yeah, it's really interesting. So anyway, so it's just it sums up. It says many of our Christmas traditions find their origin in the Bible, um, which we knew that, of course. But it is it is really interesting to learn about St. Nick. Yeah, well, another thing that is brought to mind is something that scripture says is that it will be on earth as it is in heaven. And so to have these very similar, like the thing with the list and the, the, Oh yeah. I thought the book cool. of life. I find that very, very interesting, you know? Yeah. So no, I think that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, now we know dun, the more, dun, you dun, know, dun. see, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, well, we're going to take a break and then we will come back and, and pray it out. Oh, wait, music. Oh, music. Yeah. My goodness. I could get out my guitar and we could jam real quick. <laughs> I feel like that's not necessary. <laughs> technically, you'd get out your guitar yeah, and you would jam. I would and have to do I that. would accompany no, with know, a xylophone. We don't have a music this week. I am sorry. You know, I um, actually, I could. I, I actually have expanded the Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage everyone to listen to the Christmas playlist because um, I've been adding 
music to that. I have a great, great, great song band man. Song band man? Song band man. What um, is the song band man's well, you, name? You actually already know him. I do? I know him? I don't know if you know him. Did you meet him? I don't know. So when you went to the concert, did you meet him? Is it John Mark? No. Josh Garrels. Is it Josh? Okay. Josh Garrels. Oh, yeah. Me and Josh go way back. Way back. back to way back never. to when I went to his concert and I stood in line. <laughs> yeah. One, there's just one time that <laughs> he may have looked in my direction while I was looking in his direction. So it's crazy. <laughs> so Josh Garrels, G-A-R-R-E-L-S. Um, his stuff is really, really great. And just the kind of things that he writes, it really seems like he spends time in the Word and he really you know, asks God for guidance on writing songs because the things that he writes, I mean, it's like mind blowing. Yeah, it's really good. He's a very good songwriter. Yeah. Very, very good songwriter. You should songwriter. check him out. He's on YouTube, Josh Garrels, G-A-R-R-E-L-S. Do you have a specific song to recommend us? Oh my gosh. Um, which <laughs> I know a bunch of them, I but I'd, I'd not just recommend. rather- I mean, like, they're all just like, uh, okay, I do have a favorite album. Love and War and the Sea in Between is my- favorite very good one. album yeah. of his yes i do have a favorite song i don't want to share it if you listen um if you get a chance to listen then go in the comments and comment of the of the album which one was your favorite Sounds and good. um yeah i'll leave it at that all right well all right. thank you yes definitely check out josh carroll's if you haven't because it it will be a treat it josh carroll's is. is very very good so good all right cool well, we'll be right back Dude. after these. Now there's no messages. Well, we got to check the messages right now, don't we? We'll be back. We got to check the, our email. Did you guys email us? Well, <laughs> see, that's yes. You guys just wait to find out. Wait to find out if you emailed us. us. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> hello, back. hello, hello. Hello, welcome back. So. So. There's going to come a day. Uh-huh. When somebody's going to email us and we're going to be so excited oh, yeah. and we're going to come on here, we're going to be like, guys, guys, it's happened. <laughs> that somebody, person's going to get like an entire has, segment devoted yeah, to them. We're going to, we're going to. Just on their email. Yeah. Just on them. And we're I mean, gonna, we won't obviously give personal details, but. Right. We're going to be like, this person was the first to email An anonymous us. individual. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's going to be pretty great. So I'm, I'm so glad to know that everyone's life. Is it's perfect. great right now. It's very, it's, it's very perfect. Great. That is a praise report. Thank yep. you. We will continue. So that much is our for not ongoing... contacting us. Right. And in a way, inadvertently telling us that your life is perfect. Right. I need to be more like you, apparently. So. No, yeah. Maybe this segment <laughs> should just be devoted to us praying for us. <laughs> and ourselves like, and what we can improve please upon. fix us. Because everyone else has got it. You we know what? We're up. sending out a beacon. This is who needs help. We need help. So go <laughs> ahead and email us yeah. so you can help oh, us. Yeah. You guys just send your condolences to us. Your advice, your tips yeah, and tricks. Everything you have. Your like, life hacks. Or if you're just sorry for us, that's fine. Yeah. We'll take it. We like it. <laughs> we just like any kind of human contact is what it is. <laughs> we, we accept all of it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. All right. Um, We've had a lot of fun. So... Let's make sure. The fun close. continues. The yeah. fun continues. Oh, hey. What? Also, what? What? I want to do a poll on whether or not people carol anymore, because I remember caroling. 
and I like oh, yeah. caroling, and I felt like that should be addressed because this is the the Christmas episode. I don't know if people carol anymore. I like to carol. Right. Yeah. No, it's fair. And I feel like that's almost like a lost art nowadays. Not art, uh, a I lost agree. tradition. It's a lost tradition. Yeah, because some of those people caroling, it's not really It's art. not an art. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that that's not what it's about. And I right. love that with caroling, anybody can go. Exactly. And then I do like how what they used to do is that the people at the house would provide hot chocolate for the oh, people yeah. going around. Now they just throw hot chocolate <laughs> at people hot that chocolate. are going around. Right. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's gotten really bad. It's very, that's, that's probably it's a what hostile people to stop. and aggressive environment yeah. towards carolers. <laughs> if you see someone coming <laughs> to your door with like a fire suit on trying to carol you, you understand why they're wearing that fire suit now. It's a hazmat safety. like safety suit. Yeah, absolutely. But I agree. No, caroling <laughs> needs to make a comeback for sure. I yeah. Agree. No. So get out your hot chocolate mm-hmm. and maybe you should start the caroling. Yeah. Bring the hot chocolate with you. Right. And, and then hand it to the people and tell them to give it back to you. <laughs> just say, here's just a mug the tradition. hot chocolate. <laughs> Make you. sure you return my mug to me. <laughs> I live 45 minutes away because I came here with a group to Carol. <laughs> right. I don't know you, but I just really need this mug back. It's the only one I got. Oh okay, my gosh. let's pray it out. <laughs> right. uh, Father God, thank you so much for uh, an opportunity, another opportunity to celebrate you um, and to learn about you. God, we pray that uh, our podcast would be a blessing to others, Lord, as well as you. Uh, We thank you for your many gifts, but today especially, we thank you for your son. Uh, And, you know, another opportunity to freely celebrate Christmas uh, and what that is all about. We love you and we praise you. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Right? Tomorrow's Christmas. So enjoy Tomorrow the food and Christmas. the presents and the family. Hopefully there's not too much drama, but enough drama. Right? You don't want no drama. And if you, if you got any good Christmas stories. You gotta have some drama. Old or new, yeah. send them in. Oh, send yeah. Them in. That we'll, would be cool. We'll, we could have a whole segment on right. great Christmas stories I would that love people that. shared That'd with us. That would be really cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Do that. Bye. 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 Thank you.